Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Browns news and notes, off-season strategy, draft talk, fantasy, future bets, all coming up right now on The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. All right, everybody. Super Bowl's done. It's over. It's officially on to the next season, to the 2023 season, where now as Browns fans, we can start to think and wonder, what's next? Well, what you should do before thinking about that is definitely subscribe to the channel, the show, Sick Podcast with Andy Mattamara. We love that. Leave some comments, notifications, turn it on. Follow us on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns. I'm getting a lot of questions in on social media, Instagram too, at AndyMCSports about the salary cap. Andy, well, the Browns, the people are looking at the salary cap stuff and Browns are over the salary cap. The highest salary cap hit to Deshaun Watson. Folks, the one good thing about having all the analytics and math wizards and whatnot on the Browns front office is that they're really good at numbers. They'll make these numbers dance. It's not going to be a problem. I would wager that over the next few weeks, we're going to see Deshaun Watson, maybe Miles Garrett, maybe Denzel Ward, whoever else, have their contract stuff turned into signing bonuses. That's all you have to do. You're like, okay, we need X amount. Okay, Deshaun, you get uh, 25 mil now instead of at the contract. Boom, you're done. Taken care of. It's perfect. We're going to look at some free agent options later on in the show. Just get a bit of a vibe of what's there at wide receiver, what's there on the defensive line, and go into that. Browns news and notes, nothing too crazy to go. Uh, Drew Petzing, Browns quarterback coach, probably going to leave, become the offensive coordinator for the Cardinals. Okay, Browns got enough offensive minds. Who cares? That's that's fine. Go at it, Drew. Good luck with Kyler Murray. He's not going to be ready for the start of the season. Have at it. But well, I also wanted to get into a deep dive into some fantasy football talk, some Browns conversation as well. And I thought, you know what? I love the site Dynasty Nerds. We've had Rich Dotson on and others in the past. And now I got my guy, Garrett Price. He's just around the Columbus, Ohio area. He's a Browns fan, and we bring him in now. Garrett, welcome, sir. How are you? I'm doing great, Andy. How are you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you feeling post Super Bowl? Now we saw the celebrations. You know, I'm kind of sick of it. One, you know, Nick Chubb's tweet. Oh, that was perfect. You know, tired of watching this thing. What's your your feel going into this season right now? Before the draft, before the free agency, is there optimism? Is there dread? What, how are you feeling? I mean, there has to be some sort of optimism, right? I mean, we got the guy that we we believe is finally the quarterback of the future. Which, you know, we've had <clears throat> different guys in the past that we thought might be that guy. <laughs> well, we've paid this guy to a point where he 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 better be the guy. So there has to be some sort of optimism. Uh, now there's a whole offseason where these guys get to gel, mesh, play together, practice, all that kind of stuff. There should be better things on the horizon. So, so yeah, overall, I'm optimistic about next year. Do I think we're quite Super Bowl caliber yet? Probably not yet. But with the right moves, with the right additions, I think we're right on the cusp. 
Yeah, I think so too, because the pieces are there, but the trouble is it feels like we're wasting the prime, right? Miles Garrett's going to be year seven, if we can believe it. Yeah. Nick Chubb, a year older, right? Amari Cooper's not getting any younger. And you still have Denzel Ward. You have the pieces there. Now it all comes. And really, Garrett, when we look at it, I think when this season starts, um, the pressure immediately goes to Kevin Stefanski. Because now there's, for this whole regime, there shouldn't be any more excuses. You have no more excuses. You've done one in 31. You've done the analytics. You've done the teardown. You've done the rebuild. You've gone and got your, who you think is going to be the franchise quarterback. No excuses this year. So if this goes south, I think we're, we're, we're in blow up land. So hopefully that doesn't happen because I, I don't want to go through another no. coaching search. <laughs> Too many. No, no. And, and the, the difficult part is all the, the draft capital we gave up to get Watson. Uh, you know, a blow up is works okay when you have the assets. We don't have the assets for that. So we, we've got to make this work. Yeah. Well, you're, you're 100% right. And that's where really this draft look ahead comes um, into play because this free agency period and draft, and for Andrew Barry, Garrett really hitting on these draft picks. These pro bowlers, that's from John Dorsey. The one football guy these guys, this regime had, he wasn't perfect, but he picked some studs. So now we're in a case where, okay, there's no first round pick. You got a second. You don't have a third. So you have to start hitting on these guys while also getting star caliber, specifically, I think, on the defensive line to come in and make an immediate impact. This is probably Andrew Berry's toughest offseason, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Free agency uh, in the draft are going to be huge because for me, the the two biggest things that that I'm looking for this year is we've got to get some help in the middle, specifically defensive tackle. Um, teams have been able to run on us uh, over over the history of this defense, and and we've just not really had that that run stopper, uh, the guy in the middle that can make plays. We've had the guys on the end, but we haven't had the guys in the middle. So uh, I really think we need to to sure up that defensive tackle position, uh, whether that would be going after a big name like Javon Hargrave or, or Deron Payne or, you know, somebody like that. The the draft isn't super deep uh, at defensive tackle this year. And, and that's the tough part because the two big positions we need are our defensive tackle and wide receiver. And both in free agency and in the draft, they're not as deep as they've been in other years, but there's still some good young guys. Uh, Broderick Martin is a guy that could come to mind that could be available in the second mm-hmm. round. Uh, Jacob Slade from from Michigan State. So so there are some some names, some players that we could get in the draft or in free agency, uh, but but we can't miss because uh, we don't have the extra draft capital or the extra financial room under the cap to be able to to play around with. Well, Garrett, let's get into those names that you said. Let's let's get into what these guys look like because what we know for this Browns defense was they were gashed. And it was pretty straightforward. wasn't wasn't hard. Right up the middle and keep going. That was it. <laughs> Teams did it. Once they figured it out, they did it often. We need bigger height, width, everything defensive tackles. So tell me about those uh, about those uh, guys because really, like you said, without those first round picks, you don't get the the more commonly known stud, the guy who's going to be getting all the press on NFL Network and all that, right? You don't get that right. guy. You have to get the next level guy who can still do that, whether it's complimentary or not. So tell me a little bit about the guys you like there. Yeah, uh, so starting with the free agency class, Hargrave obviously coming off the Super Bowl with the Eagles. um, He was an absolute force. It's going to be tough to get him anytime it's a Super Bowl team. They didn't win it, so these guys are going to be wanting to come back and run it back. They're going to think they'll be able to. So he's going to be a tough tough one to get. But Deron Payne uh, is a guy that I really, really want to target. He's going to be expensive. He's not going to be cheap, uh, but he was a former first-round pick. 
Washington Commanders in 2018, and a guy that's just continually improved over his career, uh, can can make big plays, can get some stops. So uh, those are the two guys that I would love to see either one of them in a Browns uniform. And yeah, we might have to pay quite a bit to get them, uh, but I think it would be well worth it uh, to, to help be able to, to ensure the inside of our defense. Yeah, and you have, and that, that's the thing for the Browns. You don't have a choice. You, you don't have a choice. You brought in Jim Schwartz. That uh, that wide nine look at his doesn't work. It falls apart if you don't have the tackles. It's predicated on the tackles. So if we look at this, the Duran Payne look, he's been a popular name linked, and I, I it is that perfect sweet spot that I feel that this front office is going to love too. You have a guy entering his second contract. He's not yet 26 years old, yep. ascending while showing production. It's sweet, but you're right. He got paid $3.6 million last year. That number is going to go way up. You talk about Hargrave, still 30 years old. Defensive tackle, that's not old. You can mix in a Fletcher Cox as well, uh, 32. You know, starting to decline a little bit, but still a player. Um, that Eagles defense, by the way, there's a lot of free agents. So that's yeah. – they could be a totally different team too. But guys like that, and then I feel really what you need is you need to hit that stud, let's say Deron Payne for fun. Okay, we get Deron Payne. Mm-hmm. Then you need – another guy who is still better than what you have physically size-wise and you can slot in as a second. You put Payne beside Garrett and now all of a sudden that Schwartz defense starts to look good. But then also, Garrett, we have to look at the linebacker core. Are you yeah. bringing back Reggie Ragland? He played Sayoni Taki Taki off of the uh, ACL. You can't come back with just those light linebackers because if you get past those tackles, you're going to have the same problem. Those guys can't can't bring down those big backs. Yeah, that that that's been an issue uh, that we've had for a long time. Uh, you know, it's it's our front seven. We've invested so much into the secondary, specifically in the draft uh, over the past three, four, five seasons. We've invested so much of into that secondary, and I get it. You know, the the philosophy of the NFL cha- is changing on the offensive side. Running backs aren't as valuable as they used to be um, in the eyes of GMs, especially the more analytically driven ones. And linebackers kind of seem to be that piece on the defensive side of the football where uh, sp- specifically the inside backers, you might get a little bit more for guys that are going to rush the passer on the outside, but on the inside teams don't GMs don't like to focus on that as much, but we've seen how, how difficult that's been for the Cleveland Browns to be able to stop the run conti- consistently. We just haven't been able to do it. And then that's, you know, obviously that opens things up for the passing game and it's just, it's a nightmare if you can't stop the run. So, so I'm with you get that defensive tackle, and then we got to get that next level in the in the front seven. And then two, if that wasn't enough, um, oh, yeah, we need somebody, uh, you know, another pass rusher because Clowney's not coming back with that disaster. So right. he's done. I feel this is probably going to go down the same route that Andrew Barry has shown before. Get Try to get the one-year prove-it guy mm-hmm. looking for a contract. You know, if we're looking at possible one-year guys, okay, there's a, I'm looking here, there's a Robert Quinn, expensive, Brandon Graham. Also, again, two Philly guys straight away. <laughs> right away, yep. And Schwartz has that Philly connection. So you got him, you got Ngakwe coming for Indianapolis. So th- there are some some players where you could look to potentially um, slide in on prove-it errors. You know, Cullen Farrell out of Vegas. Um, underwhelming, I think, where he was drafted. But right. overall, still somebody that, that could be um, in a prove-it type situation. So the tricky part is, we have to get the free agents and then also try to backfill that drafting around that too, right? Yes, 100%. 100%. Yeah, and like I said, there's 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 some names at the defensive tackle but it's not as deep uh yeah. as it's been in, in previous years and and uh so so there's going to there's some work to do for this front office but uh 
the the other position I really think we need is I think we need another playmaker on offense. Um, Amari Cooper, fantastic year. I mean, I, I'm a fantasy football guy, so you know, I I saw he, he was a wide receiver one last year. Everybody kind of forgets how yeah. how good he was in fantasy, but he was a wide receiver one last year in fantasy football, which means he's a top twelve guy uh, at the position. So he played great. Uh, he always seemed to make some big plays. We're starting to see like the emergence of Njoku. Um, and, and Donovan Peoples-Jones as well. So there's some good playmakers there, uh, but but we really need to solidify that position. And this is one of the worst free agent groups of wide oh. receivers that we've oh, seen yeah. in a very long time. The only name that's even like sort of appealing to me would maybe be a slot guy like Paris Campbell, uh, former former Ohio State Buckeye. Uh, his biggest issue has been his health. You know, he's, he's a talented the field. player. Just can't stay on the field. So uh, I think we're going to have to go to the draft there on that one. And, you know, potentially our second round pick, even if not, we're going to have to look at like the third or the fourth and fifth rounds. You're totally right. And really what you need is an Anthony Schwartz that is way better than Anthony Schwartz. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who can yes. catch the ball. We need Anthony Schwartz to be able to catch the football and not be, you know, Just 120 pounds. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you need that, that field structure because, with this offense that is going to be revamped and reshaped with Stefanski and Deshaun Watson, they've talked about that to, to go. You, you don't need that one, two power back combo that we had with Kareem hunt. You have Jerome Ford. There as a nice compliment, but you do need that field stretcher. And you said it, you know, you got Cooper. I, I think if you can add that true, okay, this guy, the safeties have to come. The corners have to respect the speed and the big catch capability. You have everything else in place, mm -hmm. right? Like, you got all the pieces, but who's that stretcher? Let's look at some of these free agents, like you said. Underwhelming, to say the least. Nelson Aguilar, not interested. Sterling Shepard, no. DJ Chark out of Detroit, I, I'm, I'm a slight interest, but that guy got paid ten million bucks last year. I don't want to pay ten mil for Chark. And, and that's the that's the tough part is you know you look at him too, and how much more is he going to give you? than Donovan Peoples-Jones, yep. you know what yep. I mean? You're like right. similar build. He's faster than Peoples-Jones, but still it's it's tough. No, I I kind of looked at somebody like who was here for a short time with the Browns, Brashard Perryman, but mm -hmm. I, I don't think that speed, again, is, is where you need it to be in this offense. So as far as a burner, you're right, Paris Campbell. I bet you you're probably going to be able to get him pretty cheap because of the injuries. But again, okay, if you pick Paris Campbell, you still have to draft the guy because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. A hundred percent. And there's there's two guys that I'm looking at. When you're talking about the speed guy, a guy that can make you miss, uh, you're looking at a guy like Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Uh, really fun prospect. Not the biggest guy, a little bit undersized, uh, but he is going to be able to absolutely burn, absolutely get open. Uh, he was at the Shrine Bowl and just... Hmm. Everybody was ranting and raving about his ability, how how much better he was than everyone else there. It wasn't even close. Um, really? So good prospect out of Boston College, potentially there. Another guy like maybe not as much of the speed guy, but a guy that's going to get open a lot, going to consistently be available. He was a consistent producer in the ACC uh, at North Carolina. His name's Josh Downs. Another guy, not the big physical presence, uh, but continually gets open, continually make plays. Um, and, and I think those are two guys that could potentially be options for the Browns there in the second round. So Trey Flett, and I, I'm, I'm feeling you on the likelihood that a receiver is the choice in the second round. My mind immediately when the offseason was approaching, well, you got to get defensive tackle there. But 
if you nail the defensive tackle spot in free agency, Mm-hmm. then you're not getting that top guy. And, you know, there was Pickens went to the Steelers in the second round last year. You can get, you're not going to get the superstar, the Chris Olave coming out from Ohio State the last year, whatever. You're not going to get the super superstar. But for what you need, the second round is probably the best spot for him. Um, so that Trey Flowers is is interesting. Now, is he projected second round? Is that size going to drop him a little bit? Is that sort of the, the vibe? Yeah, Zay Flowers right now is kind of right in the, the cusp of that round one, round two. So it's going to depend on what teams want, what teams need. Another mm-hmm. guy to keep an eye on, uh, coming into the season, he was projected to be one of, if not the top wide receiver, along with Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, but had some, uh, nothing's come out for sure, but there's a lot of rumblings about some off-the-field stuff. Um, and he didn't have the production at LSU that we were expecting coming into the year. Uh, so his stock has dropped a little bit. But Kayshawn Boutte uh, from LSU, another guy that as a true freshman, we were saying making big plays down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, he can stretch the field as well, but he can he can run out of the slot. He could run um, our, our um, Z route or Z receiver if we needed him to as well. Wouldn't necessarily be locked in as a slot guy. So he's another one where uh, the ability is all there. Just some inconsistent play. And, you know, some potentially things that we got to look at in his past that are nothing's come out for sure. So I don't want to like besmirch the guy, but sure. uh, there there are some rumblings about some things that may have gone on at LSU. And that's why those interviews at the Combine, super important. <laughs> Get to know the yep. guy, do your homework and all that. All right, Garrett, what are some, because uh, obviously with Dynasty Nerds, you guys do a great job all season long on all types of fantasy, but dynasty wise, off season fantasy wise, um, this I've been I've been hearing some rumblings and, and getting the feeling that when we're looking at a draft this year for the first overall pick, let's say the first couple, typically our minds automatically go running back, right? Mm-hmm. It's opposite run. Is this a year with okay, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley bounce back? But wow, the injury possibilities. Jonathan Taylor was the first round guy generally last year. He got banged up. Is that a possibility? Does it make sense to look to wide receiver, even though that is an overall deeper uh, class where I usually say, okay, you know, you want your stud, but you could usually backfill and find guys. Does wide receiver like a Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson make sense to be in the conversation this year? Depends if we we're talking redraft or or dynasty. So which one? Which one are you looking at more? So let let's start redraft, and then we'll we'll circle back so with some okay. offseason dynasty strategy. So so redraft, I typically will go more towards the running back because um, you're right. There are there is a lot of depth at receiver, but there's also a, a lot more injury risk typically with the running back position. So you can make or break your draft with that first pick. So even though I would tend to go more for like a CMC, I'm not going to blame anyone to, if they want to take Justin Jefferson there. He's been ultra consistent the past three years. You know what you're getting out of him. You just got to make sure you hammer the running back in rounds two, three, four yep. in that range. And, and so that way you can build that position back up. But in a one quarterback situation, I have no problem going Justin Jefferson he would probably be two for me right now uh, behind uh, Justin Jefferson. And then I would have guys like Jamar Chase and Jonathan Taylor that you mentioned. Uh, but right now, I think CMC is still that guy. Yeah. It, and if we know if he's healthy, the guy is just an absolute game record and fantasy gold. So dynasty wise, coming in with the draft prospects coming in uh, with this class. And, uh, you know, we've talked about a few of them here on the show. For the viewers, what's some dynasty advice you can give as we're starting to prep, starting to watch, get ready for the combine, the draft, free agency? 
Yeah, this draft class, um, the the receiver already mentioned it. It's not quite as deep as other classes, Mm -hmm. but the running back class is awesome. It is a great running back class. Headlined by Bijan Robinson, running back out of uh, Texas. Absolute monster. We're talking about Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott level ability, talent, like the next one that that we we haven't seen in a while as far as a, a true three down prospect that just can do it all well. Uh, so he's definitely the guy everybody's going to be looking at. Jameer Gibbs uh, from Alabama. He was originally at Georgia Tech, transferred to Bama. Absolute speed threat. Um, think of kind of like the Jamal Charles type mold of okay. a player. Um, you're not going to be physical and run through guys, uh, but good luck catching up with him because he is just an absolute blur. And then there's a, a group of six or seven guys uh, in this rookie class at running back that I, I want to get on as many teams as I can get. They're all going to be NFL draft wise, late second round to early fourth round. But, mm. you know, in, in today's NFL, that's still just fine draft capital. 10 years ago, you know, a guy in the fourth round, you're like, oh, I'm not touching him. Right. But in today's NFL, I mean, we saw Isaiah Pacheco. He was a seventh round pick uh, by, by the Kansas City Chiefs starting running back for the, uh, for the Super Bowl. So these guys that are going to be in the third and fourth rounds, Still can offer a lot of value. We're not going to see as many standalone backfields where it's just mm-hmm. he's the guy, but they'll be the lead in a lot of committees going down the road. So really, really good running back class we have this year. That's something to track. And that's the problem with, with fantasy as the years have in recent years and continues to grow towards that committee. It's very rare you get that bell cow. And that's why when you're looking to draft, whether it's redraft or retweak or, or trade or whatever for dynasty keeper leagues, you have to really look at that. What's your team build strategy? If you don't have one of those rare bell cows, okay, well, then you have to make sure you're nailing the wide receiver and you have that depth as far as, um, you know, those one, two kind of combo punches that can at least be fantasy relevant for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Oh, well, Garrett, listen, man, uh, I want to have you back maybe post draft or just before, but tell sure. people dynastynerds.com. The content never stops. Uh, tell, tell people where they can, find you and learn more about dynasty nerds yeah absolutely yeah and you're right the, the content legitimately never stops right before this literally minutes before this i was finishing cutting up an all 22 game of of uh ty j spears out of Tulane, um so Ooh. we could get his all 22 tape up on the I site like him. you know uh yeah he's a fun one for sure so yeah we're we're doing stuff year round we're, we're evaluating prospects that's really our, our biggest bread and butter is really making sure that we hone in on the rookie classes make sure that we're, we're helping you hit uh on these players but there's stuff in season the gm tool is uh, an absolute must if you run multiple leagues it's great for organizing keeping track of what everyone has and how to how to make deals and trades and and then we have the dynasty nerds podcast this is what really got us going and and you can find us uh every every single wednesday a new episode drops if you're part two episodes drop so you get that both episode so yeah lots of stuff going on you can find me specifically on twitter uh, at dynasty price and I'd, I'd love to interact with you love it man well you know what yeah we're, we're as we get closer to the draft post draft we'll definitely have you on again and sort of deep dive and tweak what makes sense for the browns and just overall for fantasy football garrett thank you so much brother appreciate it absolutely had a great time all right there he is garrett price from dynasty nerds make sure you check him i love dynasty nerds they're great talk with rich dotson for years and see the guys over there sensation Absolutely sensational. Garrett, great dude. Give him a follow on Twitter. Now, a couple more on the free agent front. Uh, we went through those wide receivers, guys. This is 
we're not getting our upgrade wide receiver in free agency. This is pretty bad. Oh, went through some. You got Randall Cobb floating around. Julio Jones, pass. Juju Smith-Schuster, no. Nikhil Harry, no. Mac Hall, oh, yeah, this is no good. So the Browns are going to really have to target that wide receiver position. In And that's why, since you're not looking for that dominant WR1, the Browns can probably get, hopefully, a second round. But if not, maybe swing back in the fourth. Again, you need an Anthony Schwartz who can catch. If Anthony Schwartz could catch the ball and in your footsteps all the time, uh, you'd be fine. But that's the type. You need a guy who can run really fast, look over his shoulder, catch the football. Done. Then you're set. Then you still have David Bell. You can sprinkle in in the slot. Cooper, Peoples-Jones, and Joku. We're, we're having a good time then, right? Chubb in the back. You Jerome Ford to spell him. Offensive line's looking pretty good still. Jedrick Wills, you know, we're going to have to deal with it. But you're looking pretty good. Comes down to that defense. Comes down to that defense. So, all right. So we got that. Those are some of the uh, the free agents that we can watch. And again, lots of things can change and players can get signed. We saw Aaron Jones on the running back side get re-upped. He was expected to be released. Instead, got an extension with the Green Bay Packers. I'm just looking for pass rushers here. Yeah, Robert Quinn. Like I said, Brandon Graham. Hey, old Larry Ogunjobi for the Browns. Larry's available. Yeah, we don't need Larry back. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great on the edge side either. So, you know, that's all good. But, but I want to get to some futures bets right here. We had some great fantasy talk with Garrett Price there. That'll be more through the offseason as well. Folks, Fred Sports, Ohio's newest, best sports book. Link is in the show description. What do you get for clicking on that link, signing up, and making that first deposit and registering? Well, what you get is mega bonuses. It, it changes all the time. You get big bonuses, and you're entered to win weekly prizes. We gave away Browns Bengals tickets earlier in the year. We gave away a Nick Chubb autograph jersey. That's going to all still be coming. And keep an eye out in the Cleveland and Canton area, Northeast Ohio area. They're going to be having a lot of Bet Fred events. I'm helping to organize some of those as well. So come to local bars downtown and whatnot. We'll keep you up to date on those where you can interact and win more prizes for signing up. So the best way to get on that is to sign up right now. Betfred Sports, the Betfred Sportsbook link in this description. Check that out. Make sure you're checking out as well all the great show gear, right? You still got the Run the Damn Ball shirt, Fantasy Football Champion shirt, lots of fun brown stuff. So check that out. But some futures bets. This is where if you're savvy and lucky, you can make some coin. Okay, so let's look at some of the future bets here in the NFL and the Betfred Sportsbook. So let's go uh, conference winners, okay? So we're looking at our Browns. Where do they got the Browns here? Plus 1,700 to win the AFC. They're plus 4,000 to win the Super Bowl. I'll probably put five bucks on it just for, you know, for fun. But if we're looking more realistically as it is right now, AFC, the favorites, Kansas City Chiefs defending champs, plus 330. Bills are number two at plus 400. Bengals three at plus 550. Then you start getting off the rails with plus 1,100, the Chargers. The Ravens plus 1,200. Get out of here. They got Todd Munkin. In at OC. Guess what Todd Munkin doesn't do? Doesn't run a Lamar Jackson-based offense. Good luck. Actually, no good luck. I hope you go burn. Go burn in the standings. Get out of here, Baltimore. Baltimore and Pittsburgh, their turn to, to start going. The Jets right after them. Dolphins, Jags, and it goes down from there. Um, I'm thinking at plus 550, guys. You know, as much as we don't want our AFC North rivals and uh, NFL cousins coming from Paul Brown, 
the Cincinnati Bengals to win. If I'm speaking with my wallet here, plus 550 to get back to the Super Bowl with their depth, with their weapons, with how close they were, plus 550 is pretty good. That's not bad. And if you look at the NFC, I think the value on the Eagles, NFC might be the on paper, the easiest trip back to the Super Bowl for the Eagles. Now, the 49ers are the favorites at plus 350, but the Eagles are second at plus 400. Until we know what the Niners are going to be doing at quarterback, and I know they got got as far as they could with Brock Purdy before his elbow got snapped back in the game. That was great. You're going to bring back Brock Purdy back for a whole season and teams got tape on him? Maybe it works. Maybe, maybe it doesn't. What about Trey Lance who you paid a lot of draft capital for? Jimmy G's still floating around. Like, There's a lot of questions. I would put plus 400 to have the Eagles get back. Because after that, it's the Cowboys. The Cowboys could at plus 600. They have the pieces. After that, though, the Packers, a lot of that depends on Aaron Rodgers. The Lions, are you kidding me? Look at this, guys. Plus 1,100 on the line. The Lions are tied for fourth to represent the NFC? Wow. I don't know about that. Whoosh. Yeah, that's a bit rich for me. I don't, I love the story of the line, but come on, right? For the Super Bowl, Chiefs are the favorites, plus 600. Then the Bills, plus 700. Niners at plus eight. Eagles at plus nine. Bengals at plus 1,000. Cowboys, 1,400. And we go down, as I said, the Browns are uh, are 4,000. Might want to look to on the Broncos as like a real dark horse for division winners with Sean Payton. Again, not likely to pay off, but with Sean Payton there, if he can revitalize Russell Wilson, I like that one. Uh, some special ones, some off-season specials, they call it. And I want to hear from you guys on this one. First of all, who do you think AFC, NFC representation is? Hit me up in the comments section going, who would you place your money on? On Twitter, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns as well. Let me know. But for which NFL team will Aaron Rodgers take his next regular season snap? The favorite is the Raiders. Then it's the Packers. Then it's the Jets. And this actually flipped from earlier this morning because this morning it had the Jets as number two and the Packers after that. Here's my thinking on why it will not be the Raiders. Think about this. Derek Carr, who we'll get to his futures in a second. Derek Carr, pretty agreeable guy. Nice guy by all accounts. Coachable, works hard. Team stood up after that Gruden stuff. Real leader. Good dude. He couldn't get along with Josh McDaniels who fancies himself the new Bill Belichick. All these Belichick disciples, right? Oh, I'm Bill. You do it my way. You conform to me. Guess what, Joshy? Okay, if uh, uh, the Raiders, if uh, Mark Davis wasn't so cheap, you would have been bootskied already and crying back to Uncle Bill, like Bill O'Brien went back and Matt Patricia. Okay, but you're there. He forced Derek Carr's hand. He aggravated him so much. Derek Carr said, bleep this, I'm done. I'm going to do what I want. So you're telling me you're going to send Aaron Rodgers there and he's going to be listening to Josh McDaniels? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's a. I think that would be a comical disaster. I'd like to see that play out, just a dysfunction from an entertainment standpoint. Logistically, I don't think that works. I feel he goes back to the Packers. You get some things in place, which is a big if when it comes to the Packers building a team around Aaron Rodgers. And they're right there in that division. The Vikings are paper tigers. You know, Lions are on the rise. Bears are on the rise. But... You can still win that. And if you get the right bounces, you can still make a run. I think it's the Packers. Jets would be interesting too, though. Jets would be real interesting. The Dark Horse, plus 1,800. I might put a couple bucks down on plus 1,800 
to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You talk about pieces. You still have some offensive weapons. You still have a good enough defense. You get still an elite level quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. You slide him in, draft a couple key free agent signings. Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that division that they won under 500 in a weak NFC. Tampa Bay might be a great landing spot. I still think the Packers are going to do it, but at plus 1,800, not a bad play. Not a bad play there. I think that could make a lot of sense. So be, it would be very, very interesting on, on that one with uh, with where where Aaron Rodgers ends up and uh, and all that. So I, I just feel bad for, for Derek Carr and how that all ended up uh, in there. But let me know. Let me know where you think. Where's Aaron Rodgers going to go? Who's going to win the division? And I'm looking here because I saw some Derek Carr stuff rumbling. Uh, this coming from Mike Garofolo just a few minutes ago. The Jets are bringing in free agent Derek Carr for a visit this weekend, sources say. It'll be the second meeting with the team for Carr, who visited the Saints prior to his release by the Raiders. So that's got to be why, because this just uh, broke a few minutes ago. That's got to be why it flipped from this morning of the Jets dropping in um, behind the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, right? So I think Derek Carr really goes as the second prize, whoever doesn't get Aaron Rodgers. If the Saints don't get him, Derek Carr may be there, you know? So it's going to sort of go back and forth there. So make sure you're tracking that, but there's a lot of fun fun bets there. Make sure, again, you're getting in on the Betfred Sportsbook. We're going to make sure in future week episodes coming up, combine coverage, really get into it, folks. Who do the Browns need? Who makes sense? Second, fourth round, so free agency tracking. Any news and notes, of course, coming up. Fantasy football offseason strategy. More future bets as well. So all that is coming up on the show. Maybe as well, another wrestling guest or two coming up. Keep an eye on that. By the way, wanted to give thoughts, prayers, best thoughts on the recovery of our good friend Jerry, the King Lawler, who was on the show, had a, a serious stroke. WWE legend, the King of Memphis Wrestling. Serious stroke a couple weeks back. He's at home, recovering. He was so kind. If you haven't checked out the episode, go back, check it out. Give us a tour of his man cave with all the memorabilia from wrestling, comics, football, Brown stuff. Amazing. Check that out. But we uh, want to send our thoughts, prayers, and recovery to Jerry the King Lawler, one of the best and such a, a gem of a person. So um, hope Jerry is doing well. Hope you are all doing well. Thanks to Garrett Price. Thanks to Sammy. I will see you next week. You've been watching The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.